the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content and contests, including our NFL Win Totals Contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by Parlay Play. Parlay Play is a lead pipe lock-in for parlay and player props. Wow. Go to parlayplay.io. Use the promo code SGP for a 100% deposit bonus today. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. Coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is a Wednesday, the 9th of August. And we are here with a little card, a little truncated eight game card for Thursday, August the 10th. Joining me from somewhere in New Jersey is Mr. Dylan Rockford. Hello, Dill. How are you? Hey, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Good to be with you, Malcolm. Uh, you didn't get the hint. I saw the Premier League and everyone was dressed up. So I came, I changed, got a polo, and then I come on and you're just in a T-shirt. So, Well, I mean, to be honest, putting a polo on isn't... I oh, mean, that's dressed up for me. Oh, is it? Is that the height yeah. of uh, your sartorial yeah. elegance, Dylan? Well, yeah. the Premier League show we just recorded was our 100th episode, Dylan. So we had to look very smart, you see. I put my, uh, my tuxedo and my cowboy hat on Barry had an egg in a cup so it was all very celebratory um, but I've got work tomorrow and I need that white shirt clean so the IT department then made me take it off because she didn't want to wash it again uh, between now and me going to work tomorrow so it's now back I get in the wardrobe mate um, I'll tell you what though I feel like it's like the end of term for me like the end of semester I feel like the last Friday before a big holiday because me and Baz have just done a million preview shows um, we've done like three shows every night. And now this, Dylan, is my last little show until Sunday. Um, like I say, I'm working tomorrow, working Friday, but I've got the match on Saturday in Newcastle Villa. I'm going to have beers with the boys. So I'm really excited. And yeah, this is just a nice little card as well. Uh, not a big a three-man 50, a, a, a three-man 15-game episode. Um, so yeah, let's talk about uh, Mark uh, Calvaruso first in the chat. And Mark has made a very good point uh, that the Reds' bullpen is dog shit. <laughs> um, yeah, that was yeah. the only day's ball game today. The Marlins beat the Reds 5-4. Yeah, Mark, it cost... I had Graham Ashcraft for the win. Yes. Yeah, and Graham Ashcraft was absolutely cruising. Six innings, gave up one and run. Cincinnati led 4-1. to one. Then the bullpen take over and the Reds blew it again. Marlins, I believe, have won the most one-run games in MLB this season. Uh, and they've egged out another one tonight. Uh, the Brewers have just walked off the Rockies as well in the bottom of the 10th as we speak. And in the Rangers Athletics game, Dylan, what bet hit tonight in that? Oh, uh, I, right now? Uh, oh, Oakland, first five. Oh, get in the queue. Get oh, in my. the queue. That's oh, a system play every time. Uh, Oakland, first five. There you go. Yeah, 0-2 um, for the day for me. I took the under 9.5 for Milwaukee, Colorado, stood no chance, and then I had Ray's money line, and it was looking good in the 8th till the bullpen came in. Yep. Um, I've got some things to discuss with you, Dylan. Uh, firstly, did you see 
Julio Rodriguez stealing that homer and then kind of hiding the ball in his glove yesterday? No, I didn't. It was very uh, it was good. Oh, it's funny. I'm not sure if it's frowned upon or not. So Tatis, a mm. beautiful swing, straight away centre. And Rodriguez goes up at the ball and it looks like it's gone. And Rodriguez comes down and stands and stands and Tatis sets off into the home run trot. And then as he gets halfway down to second base, Julio just opens his glove and the ball's in there and everyone goes, woo, and it was that exciting. But uh, Fernando Tatis didn't look very impressed. Well, I quite enjoyed that. Uh, how you oh, I'm, I'm, wa- I'm watching it right now. He's walking like, and then he then he says, I got it in my glove. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just saw it. That's great. I did see from the game yesterday, uh, Logan Gilbert was struck out um, Juan Soto three times for only right-handed oh. pitcher ever to strike out Juan Soto three times in one game. The, um, the Mariners are uh, rolling at the moment. They're having a lot of yep. fun. They're a good team to watch. Getting um, hot at the right time. The second thing I wanted to mention was quite a se- not serious. It's not serious. Um, and I think you might have commented on this a couple of days ago, and I didn't really know what was going on, but I got into it today. It was the Kevin Brown and the Orioles thing, Dylan. Oh, man. Um, fucking hell. What is, what is all that about? If anyone who hasn't seen it, Kevin Brown is the announcer for the Orioles. And before the game the other day at Tampa, he to put a graphic up and he explained how Baltimore had historically struggled to win at the drop. Uh, but now they were playing really well and doing a good, uh, doing a good job and, and a fun young team, etc. And the Orioles have kind of sacked him by saying he shouldn't have, he shouldn't have been pointed out how terrible they used to be. But what an absolutely tone deaf decision from a mad owner, I thought. Oh, he's the worst. He's like um, the Dan Snyder of baseball, the Angelos is in uh, Baltimore. When I went to school in Baltimore, everyone hated the ownership, and that's why they kind of thought they were struggling for so many years. But, yeah, it's crazy. For as a successful season as they're having, they they had to screw it up doing this. It was ridiculous. He was basically saying facts. He literally said nothing wrong, and then – Thank God there was so many, there was so much outcry and outrage with the video that yeah. the Orioles forced him and put him back into the booth on Friday. So he's, oh, he's did back. that happen? Did it? I haven't yeah. seen that. Yeah. So he'll be back tomorrow or two days, excuse me, and Friday. So he'll be back, thankfully. He should have never got suspended, ridiculous. And I think the Baltimore Orioles are setting a bad precedent moving forward because he was literally doing his job. He said nothing wrong. I was watching the whole no. video, waiting for him to say something wrong. Yeah, that and was I had it. To wa- I had to watch the video a few times because I was like, I-, I don't get it. What did he do wrong? Yeah, I was counting down. I was thinking, oh, he's going to say something mad racist in a minute. Yeah. And then he just didn't. <laughs> he said, like, he said nothing. Like, um, it was ridiculous. Uh, Randy, uh, backwards corner, or yes, Randy. Oh, I um, like we it. Have got, we should have a got, what's that word? Horizontal. We should have a got yeah. the horizontal corduroy pants company set up yet. But yeah, I'm going with the backwards cap. Um, the third thing I wanted to point out, we're having to fill, we're filling some time up tonight. We've only got eight games. Um, is the just how shambolic the Chicago White Sox are. And a lot of the players who traded away last week have pointed out how shambolic the Chicago White Sox are, chief of which was uh, Keenan Middleton, uh, the bullpen guy who went to New York, Yankees, um, mm-hmm. just saying that if you don't have to turn up for practice, there's no consequences. You don't have to turn up for team meetings. There's no consequences. He says there's people just go to sleep in the bullpen um, wow. just, just, he said you can just do what you want he said there is the culture 
is absolutely awful. Uh, we've seen Tim Anderson have troubles on and off the field. Um, and then Lance Lynn kind of doubled down on those remarks. Uh, Lance Lynn went to... Where's Lance Lynn gone? Uh, the Dodgers. Dodgers, yeah. Uh, pretty much said the same thing independently as well. So um, I don't know if this is a hangover from Tony La Russa and whatever was going on there. But you can see in how they play. We've said before that they're one of the teams seems the fundamentals is just yeah. awful. Um, yeah, and you really hear bad. things like that. You need that, that clubhouse culture uh, just hasn't, hasn't worked at all for the White Sox. And finally, before we start making some picks, I need to point out that me and Lonte hit the massive parlay last night. Uh, my dog was Kansas City at plus 180. Um, sorry, plus 166. Lonte put up Colorado at plus 180. Um, Scott nice. started laughing at us, so we said we would parlay them and buy him a shirt if we won. And sure enough, Kansas City and Colorado both won. Six to one, the parlay was. Um, so I think Scott Reichel's waiting for a new shirt in the post from me and Lonte. Um I'm waiting too. Because I talked to Barry of the Premier League. He's getting me a Forrest uh, jersey. It won't be here yeah. for opening week, but uh, big game this Saturday against Arsenal. But, I mean, come on. We I'm... just signed my boy from Park Ridge, goalie Matt Turner. And now I want I won't toot my own horn because I'm not a football aficionado, but I got people from Newcastle, not Newcastle, uh, Art Forrest following me on Twitter now, asking really? me if I know about the club instead of calling me mate. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan, I've never known anyone in such a short space of time. Three weeks ago, you didn't give a shit. And now yeah. you messaged me today saying, oh, I love Forrest. I liked them better when Roy Keane was playing. Like, Roy Keane was captain of Forrest in like 1991. <laughs> and you're, coming, you're spitting all these historical facts at me. Dylan, I'm very much impressed. Uh, you can come on the Premier League gambling podcast anytime you like. Um <laughs> Right, eight games here. I've got eight winners, so it was worth waiting for if you're still hung, hung around through all of that rubbish. Um, I'll tell you about the Patreon first, though. Um, access to exclusive contests, including the NFL win totals uh, contest, which has got a $1,000 first place prize. Um, there's weekly contests as well in there. Uh, the Discord channel just for patrons is always lively. So you can help us um, rail against corporate gambling by signing up at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Okay, TVDBJ is in. Um, good evening, Trev. How are you? 12.35, lots of days fall tomorrow. Uh, I'm at work, bummer. Uh, Houston Astros at the Baltimore Orioles. Hunter Brown for Houston. And Dean Kramer goes for Baltimore. This is a tight one on the books. We've got quite a few. Hmm. Well, I think we've got four. Favourites tonight, north of $2. One of them's $3.5 favourite. This one's the tightest one, I think. Uh, minus 115 for Houston, plus 100 for Baltimore. Total is set at 9.5. Uh, Dylan, you can lead us off. Yeah, I'm going to take the short number here with the Astros on the road. I made them a minus 125 favorite with Hunter Brown on the mound. You know, both teams are playing really good baseball, both seven and three in their last 10. But the way the Astros, I was watching the game, the way they were able to fight back and win the game yesterday really showed me how gritty this team is and how they're going to fight towards the end of the season. And with Dean Kramer, 
Yeah, the Orioles have won his last six starts, but his hard hit rate is much higher at home than on the road. And I, and I do think this might be a bad spot for him. While Hunter Brown, he's been much better on the road than at home. In a game where I essentially think this is a coin flip game, I'm going to back the better pitcher who I think is Hunter Brown. So I think he could limit the Orioles' bats, and I think they continue to win. They won the first game of the series, and I, I, I like him again here tomorrow. So I'll take the short price, minus 115, with the Astros here. Uh, you've pretty much nailed my handicap there, Dylan. Uh, Hunter Brown is reliable, really. Two earned runs given up in his last three starts. Dean Kramer has a similar profile uh, to Hunter Brown. Um, this was a really tough game to call, but um, it's those home numbers for Kramer that you mentioned. That's what yeah. that was the. Sometimes you've got to find a tiebreaker to split a team, and, th- and that was it. Um, could be a bit of a shootout. I think um, both teams' bats capable of putting up a few runs. Um, but yeah, it, I'll, I'll lean. I think the books have got it absolutely spot on. Um, yeah. But I'll take the minus 115 as well. Give me Houston um, on the money line. Uh, the second 12.35 Eastern first pitch of the day is the Atlanta Braves at the Pittsburgh Pirates. Bryce Elder is on the hill for Atlanta. And Bailey Falter, left-handed pitcher, draws the start for Pittsburgh. This is the first uh, minus uh, the the first two dollar favorite minus two hundred five for the Braves, plus one eighty five for the Pirates, and a total of nine and a half. Um, Bryce Elder eight and three on the year, three forty three ERA. And I kind of spent all May sitting here telling you that Elder was going to blow up, and he kept pitching really well. Mm-hmm. And then when I eventually shut up about it, he's. Uh, He's demonstrated that he was overachieving. I think his, his metrics all the while uh, were just sort of red flags. So four of his last five have been really poor. He's given up five earned runs three times. Um, and some really short starts as well. Atlanta do keep having to pull him. He's gone four and a third, three and a third, and then two and two thirds in that span as well. Um, Bailey Fault is struggling with Philly. He's had... Uh, Sorry, he was struggling with Philly uh, before he was traded to Pittsburgh. He's had one one start for Pittsburgh. It actually went okay. Four innings pitched, uh, six hits with one and run against the Brewers. However, the Braves are a different proposition. Um, I can't take Elder at minus 205. Absolutely not. Um, both pitchers are vulnerable, um, so the total looks the way to go. I'll take over nine and a half to them. Yeah, hard to get value in this game. Um, I mean, unless you take the Braves on the run line, and and even then you're you're paying some chalk. But I couldn't agree more. At minus one ten, I took the over nine and a half. I made my total nine point nine. I, I think we can see a shootout in this game with Bryce Elder and uh, Bailey Falter on the mound. It's more honestly, it's more of a fade on Bailey uh, Bailey Falter. If I'm being honest, I just don't think he's yeah. good. Even when he was on the Phillies before getting traded to Pittsburgh, he gives up a lot of hard contact and runs now going up against one of the best lineups in baseball i just don't think this is a good spot for him braves could go over this number themselves they're averaging 9.4 runs per game in the past week so i think we could see a shootout here i think uh pirates could get a few off the elder as well so seeing like a nine five nine six type of game i'm gonna go way over here one tennis and first pitch the toronto blue jays at the cleveland guardians alec manoa for Toronto, and Noah Syndergaard is the starter for Cleveland. Minus 120, the Blue Jays, plus 110, the Guardians. Total is set at nine. 
Um, Alec Manoa is three and eight on the year with a five seventy two ERA. Now, obviously, it's hard to take Manoa's stats at face value because we know he was having a terrible time of it early in the season. He got sent off to play with the under seventeens and come back. And I'm pleased to say he's been really good because um, it's hard to watch anyone kind of struggling um, to that extent. If they're not like your nearest rivals or someone that you really dislike. And Minoa seems quite a a reasonable guy to root for. Um, He's looked a lot better lately. Not faultless by any chance, uh, by any stretch. But the walks are coming down. I think it's a little pack of his walks have gone 5-4-3-2 or 4-3-2-1 maybe in his last four games. Um, Toronto have won his last three um, and Toronto were going well were going really well until they were shut out last night um, Syndergaard at this point he's just eating innings I think for Cleveland Cleveland have given up we've said that repeatedly since the since the deadline he's 1-5 on the year with a 6.75 ERA and they're just going to send him out every five days to pitch five or six innings and see what happens Cleveland eventually won a game last night, uh, but did it in true Cleveland style, one to nothing. Um, so I have to take Toronto here. I mean, Syndergaard's given up five earned runs in four of his last five starts. He's been at Cleveland long enough to lose both of those games. Um, Toronto are the better team at the minute, and Minoa's the better pitcher. Uh, I think this is a great price. This is lock material done in minus 120. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree more. What a pitching matchup, but I agree. Let's cross our fingers. I'm going to back Manoa and the Blue Jays here. My numbers did make them a minus 135 favorite. You're right. The Blue Jays are just a better team right now. I know they lost one nothing the other night, but I'm just having a hard time backing uh, the Guardians and Syndergaard at this point. Three and seven in their last 10. And the two starts Syndergaard has had with the Guardians, he's 0-2. So he's a fade on my list until further notice. And since Manoa's come back, you mentioned it. Blue Jays, they won four of his last five starts. He's looked better. And you're right. In the beginning, he was profitable fading. But it, it just sucks seeing him that bad because we've seen how good he can be last season. So I think he's kind of got his confidence back a little bit, but give me the better pitcher and the better team right now at this short price. I'm, I agree. I'll take the Blue Jays here. One ten Eastern first pitch is the Minnesota Twins at the Detroit Tigers. Uh, Kenta Maeda goes for Minnesota and it is Reese Olsen, the pitcher for the Tigers. Minus 132 Minnesota plus 110. For the Tigers, total is set at nine, Dylan. Yeah, I'm seeing some eight and a halfs out there popping up. So get it while you can. I, this is a total for me. I'm going to go under nine. You could get it still. It's a little chalky at minus 120, but I made my total 8.1. Kenta Maeda, since coming back, he's only allowed three runs one time in four of his starts on the road. And all four of those games have gone under the number. So we saw Kenta Maeda pitch in Detroit earlier in the season. He went five strong innings. He didn't allow a single run. Walks can be an issue for him. So maybe you want to look towards a walk prop if it's around one and a half but you know i really don't expect a high scoring game here tigers are kind of struggling right now both teams aren't really known for their hitting both are kind of in the bottom half of the league in regards to their batting average so i think we see a low scoring game maybe before one four two type of game but kentamaeda has been really good since coming back so i think he'll be able to limit the tigers i'll go under nine yeah my my lockup uh for the games last night was the under 
um, in whoever was pitching in this. I, I said, I'm going to wake up and see whichever, check whichever team won four to three. Um, didn't pan out like that. Actually, Detroit won six to nothing. It was Sonny Gray in Eduardo Rodriguez, but um, six runs was still the answer. And I don't know why this would be any different at all. Um, the the problem is maybe Olsen gives up a few more. Olsen isn't Eduardo Rodriguez. Um, yeah, no. He's given up four, four and five in his last three. But nine's still a big number um, mm. if we're expecting Minnesota to get the majority of these by themselves. Maida's um, been absolutely excellently lately. And it would take something really unusual when these two teams are playing each other for me not to go under a total of nine. Um, I think if they play yeah, 10 games, seven of them, are going to come under that total. So seven out of 10 times, it works every time, Dylan. Easy. Four in a row and we're locked step so far. Not good. Oh, mate. <laughs> Do you think we start to, need, start to see other people, mate? Yeah, I think so. By the this way, it won't be here Sunday. We oh, can't shit. talk about we can't talk about uh New Newcastle winning and Forest winning, upsetting Arsenal. But I'm going to Sunday night baseball. I got tickets. Oh, is this your birthday treat? No, no, that's at the end of August. We're playing the Rangers, but my buddy's never been to a baseball game and he's a Braves fan, and the Braves are playing the Mets at City Field, so we got tickets. Great seats too, so Ah, fantastic. I'm jealous. That'll yeah. be fun. I'll be at uh, Newcastle Villa on Saturday, so I'm going to get my, my live fix on Saturday afternoon. 6.40 Eastern first pitches, the St. Louis Cardinals at the Tampa Bay Rays. Matthew Liberato, left-handed pitcher for the Cards. And it is Zach Little, 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 uh, for the Tampa Bay Rays. Plus 158, the Cardinals, minus 170, the Rays. Total nine, Dylan. Yeah, I pronounce it Littell, but I mean I'm no uh, aficionado on, pronoun- on pronunciation, so don't don't take anything from me. But as for the game, uh, I'm gonna go. I- I'm gonna take the race here to keep it rolling against the Cardinals. They didn't want to touch the money line, a little chalky, but on the run line, I got a plus one thirty four. I thought that was great value. Any kind of plus money, I think, is a good bet, in my opinion, if you want to take the Rays on the run line. Cardinals, they're just another team that's on my fade list. Three and seven in their last 10. They've lost four of their last five. And we know Rays are a wagon at home. 38 and 19 straight up, while Cardinals, they struggle on the road. 24 and 32. And just look at Matthew Libertor road splits, 1148 ERA batters are hitting over 350 off of him. And his hard hit rate is anywhere from 45 to 50 on the road. I I think this is an awful spot for him. I think the Rays are going to blow the Cardinals out. So give me the Rays minus one and a half at whatever plus price you could get. Yeah, I'm still waiting on Libertor to show me something. I don't want to give up on him. I like him. Um, I said that last time and he was awful. Um, Two home runs, two home runs actually cost him, um, but that's like that's not much consolation uh, if you can't keep it in the in the park. I'm still hopeful there's better days ahead for Liberato. Uh, Littell, he's got a couple of starts and been okay. Uh, Tampa Bay have won both of those. If this if this was anybody else, you'd kind of be looking to fade them. Um, Littell, not a household name. Tampa Bay scuffling a little bit, but it's the Cardinals. And they're so untrustworthy, so out of form. Um, yeah, I actually took the Tampa Bay team total here rather than the run line. So um, same cat, but we've skinned it in a different way. Total be what, four and a half maybe, do you think, uh, here, four? 
I'm looking right now, and the first one I saw was at Caesars. It's at five at plus Ooh. money. Okay. Yes, yeah, so we'll sniff around the four and a half, five, uh, and hopefully Tampa Bay can get us there off. But that just shows Man. you how bad uh, Libertor is. I don't think he's bad, Dylan. He's coming good. We're gonna we're gonna <laughs> cash some nice um some plus money tickets on Libertor between now and the end of the season. I guarantee you that. Um I'm gonna tell you about um Parley Play. Um before we get on to the last three games. Parley Play is a great way to get down on your favourite uh Parley player props. Um football season is right around the corner and um Parley Play is available in California, Texas. It's available in lots of Canadian provinces. If you sign up with our code, you'll get a sweet bonus to get started. Parley play, we like here, um, is uh, Kansas City at plus 235. Uh, Parley with Pittsburgh at plus 185. That'll make you rich. Get across to Parley play and get involved. Use the promo code SGP uh, for 100% deposit bonus, up to $100. That is at parleyplay.io. Promo code SGP. 6.40 Eastern first pitch is the Washington Nationals and the Philadelphia Phillies. Left-handed pitcher Patrick Corbin is on the bump for Washington. Drawing the start for Philadelphia is Aaron Nola. It's another big split. Washington plus 2.40. Philly minus 2.70. Total is set at nine. Patrick Corbin, seven and 11. 5.03 ERA. He had a little good spell back there, but um, that's disappearing in the uh, rearview mirror. It's a distant memory is Corbin's little purple patch. His latest problem are home runs. Um, he's given up five in his last two starts. Um, and Philly can hit a home run. Uh, they've got players who can do that. Uh, you might get a Schwabum or Bryce Harper could go yard, uh, JT Real Muto. They're not short of their home run hitters there. Aaron Nola is 9-8 on the year with a 4.58 ERA. He's given up five earned runs in his last two starts. He's 5.64 ERA in his last five. Um, the last three game totals that Nola and Philly have been involved in, they've come to 12, 13 and 13. Um, and this looks like quite a good comp game for me. Philly hit the lefties okay, uh, so that doesn't worry me or Julie. Nine looks way too low. I watched Philly v Kansas City a lot in the back end of last week. They were all finishing 8-6, 8-4, shit like that. Um, similar, yeah. Uh, nine is way too low, Dylan. Yeah, and you got winds blowing out into right field as well. Um, yeah, ugly game. Uh, I was going to take the over with you, but getting plus 240 with the dog, I only made Ooh. the Phillies a minus 210 favorite. Nationals are actually playing decent ball, 7-3 and three in their last 10. They just beat the Phillies last night as a huge underdog. I know we like to fade, and the narrative is like we like to fade Corbin Burns, but he hasn't been terrible on the road. The Nationals have actually won three of his last four starts on the road, and Nola hasn't looked good in his last two starts, giving up five runs to the Royals and the Pirates, and the Phillies lost both of those games. So on a pure number and value standpoint, I, I got to take, take the Nationals here on the road. Plus 240, my dog. Like that, Dylan. The courage of your convictions uh, get involved. 7-10 Eastern first pitch is the penultimate game on the show tonight between the Kansas City Royals and the Boston Red Sox. Alec Marsh is the starter for KC and it is left-handed pitcher James Paxton. 
for the Boston Red Sox, plus 235, Kansas City, minus 270, Boston. Total is 10.5, Dylan. Big one. Yeah, I'm going to go with a uh, total here. I'm going to go under 10.5 at minus 104. I made my total 9.7. I know Alec Marsh is, isn't good at all, especially on the road, but he has been a little better this season, I thought, especially on the road. If you look under the hood, his hard hit rate isn't even that high. I just think he personally gets himself into trouble with the walks and then he could give up a home run or two and then the numbers really get inflated. But his hard hit rate hovers around 25 to 30 percent and it, it really isn't that bad. And I also like the unders because of how good Paxton, um, James Paxton has been at home this season. He had a rough outing in his last start against the Blue Jays, but outside of that game, he hasn't allowed more than two runs at home all year. So I actually think we could see a, a, a pitching duel, especially in the first five. Uh, so I think the Red Sox win big here, but 10 and a half seems extremely too high. So I'm going to go under 10 and a half. I don't know if you just saw the light briefly come on here. Uh, a small boy just sneaked into the kitchen here, Dylan. Opened the cupboard over Making there. some chicken? Not making chicken this time, no, but sneaked <laughs> out with what looked like a packet of biscuits or something. When he very definitely should be in bed. Uh, but what can I do? I'm sitting here talking to you. He knows there's no consequences <laughs> to his actions. Um, so he sneaked off. Um, we're not in lockstep in this one. I've gone the other way. I've gone over. Mm. Um, it is a big number, though. It's a bit of a worry. Alec Marsh, I faded last time and was correct, too. Um, he quite looks okay. Like, he sort of passes the eye test and then they score loads of runs off him, um, which doesn't really equate. Um, two were hard contact and home runs, unfortunately. Now, Paxton was hit by the Blue Jays last time, but he's actually been holding the bad teams in check before that. Um, he had a run against, against the less gl glamorous opposition that he was doing okay. However, KC are scoring runs as of late. Like I say, I'm, I've been watching them. I've, I've picked them the last couple of nights. They scored some runs. They were competitive at Philly at the weekend. Um, and they hit lefties okay as well. So I think we could see something, I don't know, another 8-4. Uh, they kept losing 8-4 to Philly. Uh, they can lose 8-4 to Boston. So I'll take the over, 10 and a half. And finally, we go to the biggest favourite of the card. It is a 10-10 Cowboy time Eastern first pitch between the Colorado Rockies and the LA Dodgers. Left-handed pitcher, Ty Black, uh, Black with a CH goes for the Rockies and the Dodgers are officially TBD, but uh, Clayton Kershaw, we think it is. And certainly the bookies do because they have the Dodgers up at minus 345. Uh, Black and the Rockies are at plus 275. Total is 8.5. Ty Black, 1 and 1, 485 ERA. Um, a long reliever, generally, or um, a kind of a multi-inning opener, um, not a tradition, a lot of one-inning guy. You might get two or three out of him. And actually, he's been all right. Um, he's only been in this role kind of a month or so. I think this might be his fifth sort of turn through. Um, his game totals, or the game totals involving uh, Black, have been eight, two, five, and six. Um, Kershaw, we don't really have to go into. He's been absolutely amazing. He's 10 and four with a 255 ERA. I think his ERA is lower than that in his last five starts. The, the combination of uh, Black not being terrible in holding 
um, the Dodgers and Kershaw not giving up a run at all, which means Elliot uh, going to have to score all of these. I like the under. Dodgers will win this six or seven nothing, Dylan. Um, under eight and a half for me. Wow, we ended on the on uh, separate terms. I'm gonna go over yeah. here, over eight and a half. I made my total eight point nine. You know, the Dodgers they've gone over this number in five straight games, while the Rockies they've gone over their total in three of their last five. And Mal, you know, we like to fade pitchers making their return and. That's what I'm really going to do here with Kershaw. You know, now before his injury, like you mentioned, he was spectacular, especially at home. But I do think the way the Rockies have been swinging the bat, I do think they'll be able to score a few runs off of him, especially that bullpen when they when he does come in. And the way the Dodgers have been swinging the bat, they might get over this total themselves. They're averaging eight runs per game this past week. So all we need is two to three runs from the Rockies. I think that's manageable. So... Uh, I, I think it'll be a muster of runs in this game. So I'm actually going to go on the over here. Okay, fair enough. We can uh, land on opposite sides. Uh, so there we go. Cheeky little half an hour. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, eight games in the hutch. Tricky to pick locks and dogs here. Like you see, with the with the four um, really short-priced favourites, um, the minus $2 and upwards favourites. But um, did you find us a lock and dog, Dylan? Yeah, I'll start with my dog. It's going to be the Rays at home on the run line. I see plus 120, plus 125s out there. I think that's great value here against fading a really struggling Cardinals team on the road. Like I said, Rays are a wagon at home, 38 and 14. While I just, I'm not as high as uh, Malcolm on Matthew Libator. I just think he's going to get blasted tomorrow. So I'm going to take the Rays at home on the run line. And then for my lock, I was either going to take the under on the Twins and Tigers. I do like the nine if you could still get a nine. But I'm gonna I'm gonna back Alex Manoa here on the road and take the Blue Jays on the money line. Uh, I think this is a good spot for them. Guardians are still on my fade list, especially with Syndergaard. They've lost both of his games. He he just doesn't have it this year. So I'm going to continue to fade him. And Blue Jays are just a better team, so I'm not going to overthink this one. Blue Jays are going to bounce back after losing one nothing last night. Blue Jays on the money line, minus 120 as my lock, and Rays minus 1.5 as my dog. Right, okay. Um, I'm going to... Uh, roll Why are you laughing? Off. I'm gonna. I'm laughing because there's a bit of a contradiction coming up here. Um, my lock is going to be the same as your lock, Dylan. We've only got eight games. If often I'll go last, and I kind of have to call an audible on myself because I don't want to give out the same locks as other people. We've only got eight games here, and like I say, four of them are kind of unbackable. So um, I'm going to double up. So I want the Blue Jays at minus one twenty. Um, however, my dog. Content- completely contradicts your um, your other pick because I'm going to take St. Louis wow. at plus 158 because um, A, there's an ignorance of alternatives here. I can't really give out Colorado. I had them written down at one point. I've, um, I've, I've given up on them. Kansas City, I can't, a three nights running, I can't give out. Alec Marsh, I know Moonaf's a big fan of Alec Marsh. He thinks he's really good. Um, but I can't give out Kansas City. Um, I don't want anything to do with Pittsburgh. And that leaves Nationals? Me. Yeah, you made a really good case for the Nationals. But in fact, you making that case for Washington kind of swung me towards my Liberator bet because I said to you, 
at the time, you've got the courage of your convictions. And I really need to do that because I think Liberator is okay. I think mm-hmm. Liberator, I said, will cash some tickets before the end of the year. So having said that, looking around for a dog, yeah, I'm going to take him in this spot. Um, he's plus 158 for a reason, but we cashed a bigger one last night. So yeah, let's do that. Um, put, putting that. your money where your mouth is. I love it. Correct, Dylan. You've got it. Um, need some beer money for the weekend is what we need. Um, plenty of beer money. Uh, Dylan, thank you very much. Is there anything else you want to tell the people about before you can, you can go get out of your polo shit? Uh, no, I'm actually going to dinner. Another reason why. Grandma, 93rd birthday today. So I want to celebrate her birthday. Yeah, uh, so going to do that. And then, uh, yeah, just go check out the Premier League podcast. Loads of winners there. So <laughs> going to go. I, I can't wait. I'm going to get up real early Saturday, get my coffee. Yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. You know Forrest of the early game on Saturday? Yeah, I know. I set my alarm already. It's at 7.30 a.m. I'll be up. Okay. Come Fair on. play to you, mate. Um, what's, um, what's grandma's name? Uh, her name's Mary. She's, oh, from the sa- Mary. she's from the South. She always talks with that Southern draw. Oh, nice. My mom's a Mary. Oh, Mrs. nice. Bamford is a Mary and my grandma. They're all Marys. They're all Marys. Uh, fantastic. Excellent. That was it. We got another minute out of that. Uh, Moon will be delighted. Thanks everyone who joined us in the chat. Uh, Randy and Trev and uh, Mark was first in. Uh, appreciate that. Um, someone will be back tomorrow, not me. I've got to go and turn the cogs of industry tomorrow. Um, but one of uh, the gang will be back. Good luck with all your bets. I'm going to go and watch an hour's baseball before I go to bed. Uh, and we will see you down the road. Cheers. <laughs>